Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time of day it is, and no matter where you're located, right here and right now, you are with me, Laura Paget, on my podcast, Living What You're Given. It is my pleasure today, as always, to present to you a wonderful guest who's helping us to unwrap, unpack, and look at a very difficult subject. Sometimes in our lives, we face difficult issues, and the point is there are ways that we can deal with them. There are ways that we can turn the tide on difficult situations, because in all honesty, it's really not necessarily true that those things are going to break us. Well, hello, friends. This is Laura Paget, and you are back into another session of Living What You're Given. It is my goal in Living What You're Given to bring to you people who are talking about situations that we are all facing and that we have opportunity, we have intelligence, we have tools to turn the tide. This is the second part of a two-part series called Turning the Tide on Bullying. I'm hoping that you're getting some good information and I'm hoping that you will feel free to contact me or our guests as we give you that information. Before we get going today, and we are in fact wrapping up our third season. This is September. We'll be done with our third season in December and we're trying to turn the tide. I want to tell you about that music. That music is written by a friend of mine in Oklahoma called April Metzler. Her information will be in the show notes, too. And the name of that is Won't Break Me Now. And as we talk about bullying, bullying is an extreme way of breaking another person, breaking the ego, breaking the soul, breaking sometimes the heart and even the body, the whole person. This is important work, friends. So I want to include everything in our show notes. But for right now, that song has been selected specifically for this month's presentations. So help me welcome my guest, Maya Haynes here in Montrose, has a lovely organization that is beginning to kind of piece together the reasons people bully, how we can help both those that get bullied and those that do bully, how we can begin to turn the tide on a very malignant and dangerous situation in our world. So hi, Maya, and thank you for being back with us today. Thank you for having me, Laura. You're welcome. And uh, Maya is based here in Montrose and where I live, and many of you hear me talk about this little town that I adore. So last week, if, or the last session, if you didn't hear this last session, please go back and listen to it when you get time. It, it's not a pre-wrap, but it will help to kind of frame this in a little more sort of coherent and cohesive and way. It First, number one, compliments, number two. So Maya, again, welcome back to my kitchen table. 
And Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in hearing the organization Peer Kindness that you have developed after the suicide of your daughter, who was in high school and she had been bullied. Mm -hmm. This organization, which the P-E-E-R stands for Positive, Encouraging, Empathetic, and Respectful. Gee, traits we could all use every day, right? Absolutely. So when peer kindness goes in some place, and you have told me, and I think you said it in the last session, into schools and places like this, do you actually go and talk to students? And do you also have a format where you go and talk to parents? Do you have a format where you go and speak to educators? Three questions. We have um, right now our... We would do any of that. Absolutely. Um, Right now, we primarily work with students. Teachers have called us into their classroom to to teach the kiddos um, actually what bullying is so that they can properly, you know, weed out all these feelings and all the things that they're, um, you know, uh, seeing and hearing and, and figure out when they do need to stand up and when they do need to, you know, intervene. So we teach all of that to students, youth groups, uh, teachers, leaders, anytime we will speak at um, we've, we've spoken at, at all kinds of different um, adult meetings. And, but we will also, anytime anybody needs anything, we have books, references um, here at the office. We have, we meet with families individually. They're going through this. We walk them through it. We advocate for them. We figure out, okay, this is the state laws. These are the local laws. These are the school districts um, policies. Um, what's going on? And we walk them through. And we often have people call us and say, "Is do you think my kiddo's a bully? Because this is what they're doing, you know." Wow. And we can, yeah, so we can help them and say, you know, in fact, we had a. a a school district reach out and parents um, agreed, had a kiddo that had been a bully for many years and they, they tried everything, didn't know what to do. The parents were at a loss and we were able to plug that kiddo into some equine therapy um, and teach the kiddo empathy. Wow. Of, of which animals have a special uh, way of doing that where people, sometimes it's like Charlie Brown's mom and it, or, or teacher on when, when adults talk. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes plugging a kiddo into an animal and even I would say even adults into an animal uh, will change their perspective. So we we were able to work with that child that bullied and and uh, get them some empathy training and things like that. And we could do that across the board with any person, any time um, to change the uh, brain chemistry a little bit there. That's wonderful. And on your website, which again was in the show notes last time, going to be in the show notes this time, uh, there's there's contact information for folks who might yes. want to talk to you. And this is not only Montrose, although this this particular podcast is, is heard throughout the valley, the Grand yes. Valley and Grand, Grand Junction, but it's also in the rest of the country, United States of America. And we are in 16 countries worldwide. So this is not just a Montrose, Colorado thing. This is a community thing. This is a state thing. This is a national thing. This is an international issue. And I'm so excited that you have these resources for people who can uh, have a look at some of the stuff that you have on the website. 
So yeah. I guess my do you have something else to say on that love? Go ahead. No, I said me too. I'm I'm I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You guys, we got to do this together. This plea is not yes. just a little frivolous, you know, thing. This is really for the sake of our children and their future. And that is the country's future. That is the world's future. Absolutely. So investing in our youth is, it's, it's just a no brainer and it's not optional. Mm-hmm. How can we recognize you gave a little, uh, a couple of ways last time, but as, parents, my kid comes home and what can I now do? He, he, she, they're telling me about this behavior at school. What can I do now to either report it or intervene in some way? Because kids, oftentimes if parents get involved, it can make it worse for the child who's being bullied, right? Well, that is generally has been the pattern here. Yes. In Montrose, it, 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 it often is that um, if nothing is done when a parent reports or, you know, tries to intervene, um, it makes it worse. Now, if, if there is a consequence and something is done, oftentimes it nips everything in the bud and we move on. Okay. Um, yeah. On a, uh, so it really doesn't matter how the adults act in the situation. Yes. yes. It does matter. And that's for you folks. If, if, if someone is telling your child, telling you your child is uh, being bullied or your child has been bullying someone to begin to have these conversations, they don't have, you don't have to go ever at it, hammer and tongs and mm-hmm. accusing the child or whatever. Right. But there are ways, and Maya's organization does have some resources, yes, for that kind of thing. Absolutely. We plug, um, we have coaching, we have, we plug kids into every kind of um, counseling, therapies, animals. We have a network, and, and that's sort of how I think communities will catch more kiddos, if we have a network. I mean, we can't do anything alone. We all need each other, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm here to tell you being a mama bear and trying to save the world. Uh, I need you. I need you. I need all the people, um, that will come alongside me behind me in front of me. I need the wisdom of others. I need, I need help. And so, um, all that is super important when we're reporting, when kids come to us, we can, Kind of, you know, work with the parents and go, oh, okay, this kiddo needs some coaching. They need to know how to, when someone comes up to them to build, we need to build their confidence so that they can say, stick up for themselves or that they can stick up for their friend or so, because sometimes they come to us and say, my friend is being bullied and it's affecting me. And I don't know what to do because I don't want to be a bad friend. And then we can coach them, you know? We can coach them and say, listen, buddy, tell me what they say. Tell me how that makes you feel. Get them through it. Teach them how strong they really are and how their words matter. Do you find sometimes, now I had shared with you a story about my son and folks, you know, um, my son does a lot of music for this podcast, but when he was in high school, Columbine happened. He was not in Columbine. He was at a different Jeffco school, but at his wedding, his best man stood up and said that he had been 
bullied and that my son had been the one who, because my son was large. Now you look at me, I'm five foot nothing, but my son is six foot four and boy, he's a big kid. And he was a big kid in high school. He was an athlete, but he, uh, he often protected some of these kids and all he had to do was just, like you said, intervene. It's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not okay. Now I think right. it helps when, in that situation if you're six foot four and <laughs> you have these dark Scottish eyes that are all business, but he was never threatened. He was never or threatening, but yeah. he was himself never threatened, but that's an intervention of sorts. Yeah, and, absolutely. And he would come home <laughs> And uh, never even actually mention any of this. I didn't know this until he was 30-something and got married and heard it from the speech for the best man that ba- basically my son had had saved his life in a lot of ways. But Gabe was never afraid of being, because if he intervened. But it seems to me that there would be a lot of people who would be afraid to intervene because now they could be the target. Do you find that too? Uh, It's very interesting because majority, okay, so let's just go back to my personal experience in middle school. Majority of kids went along or didn't say anything because they wanted to, didn't want to be on the receiving end of this bad behavior. You know, they didn't want to be the target, the next target. So they just looked the other way and walked along. When, When they tried to report and it wasn't taken seriously, then they quit because um, they realized nobody had their back. Now, if the adults in the situation um, had the kiddos back who stood up and said, no, we don't do that here. And that would change the whole culture. Wow. No, you know? we don't do that here. That's half a dozen words. Yeah. And you know what? We can, uh, we, we can also do that as adults. We can say when someone is treating someone poorly, we say, whoa, no, not here, not in front of me. We don't act that way. That is correct. So now that's a great segue into the rest of what I want to talk about, Maya. And that is we've Mm -hmm. talked about our kids. We've talked about teens and tweens. We've talked, I told you my personal experience, you have shared with us yours. Plus, you have been very generous in sharing some statistics that back this up. And you have been very generous in sharing not only your painful story, but painful stories that you have heard about other people. And pure kindness has been developed to give people tools to turn this tide, both those that have been bullied and those that are bullying. Let's talk about our adult world. Let's talk That's about right. the way we're treating each other. Now, I told you we were going to talk about this, remember? And you said, I'm okay. ready. <laughs> so we are in a world. Um, I've had this happen to me. You've had it happen to you. We are in a culture in America in particular, but I suspect all over the world. I just haven't traveled out of the country for a few years where we cannot disagree civilly. Mm-hmm. I have to be right. Mm-hmm. There is no compromise. I was just in a situation uh, not too long ago where I saw this, where one person insisted that their way was the only way, and that was it. It was it was just in a group I belonged to. And it did not go over well. And what it did, this is interesting, folks, to me. What it did was it shut down the conversation. The problem still remains. Rather than coming to the table, looking at a situation, and everybody do a little give and take. So help me 
to help my listeners, Maya, to mm-hmm. understand our kids are watching us. And we might say, now you don't go to school and tell little Johnny that. And then we get in a car and somebody does something we don't like and we're giving him the old one finger salute or whatever. And mm-hmm. now we become aggressive because something has happened or they see even maybe in our family, certainly our political system. And I don't shy away from saying this folks. If you do not think like me or you are not on my party, my bus, whatever, you're a nee, and it shuts people down. It shuts them up. It invalidates them. So my point is, how can we be aware as adults, as we walk out into the world with kiddos, without kiddos, with our grands, whoever, how can we begin to be aware of when we're being bullies and how can we turn that tide? Well, um, even in adults, being a bully would be an imbalance of power, right? So it would be like you say, somebody who is unwilling to even have a conversation and puts their feet down and uh, doesn't budge, that is an imbalance of power because we're not going, what am I going to do? Get up and push that person. It's, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to resolve this? Um, And oftentimes, you know, we don't want to go toe to toe with each other if we cannot reasonably talk about issues and agree to disagree. Um, So I guarantee you, our children are watching everything we do, regardless of whether you have a child in your home or not. When you are walking down the street and you throw a piece of trash on the ground, instead of finding a trash receptacle, they, they then re- think that's okay. They follow, they, they follow your lead. So um, I had an interesting conversation this weekend. Somebody was telling me um, she has two sons and her husband had uh gone through the Taco Bell drive-thru with the kids and he was furious because they didn't have um, any more ground beef and he had ordered ground beef tacos and they, so he, he wasn't like yelling at anybody or anything, but he was like, obviously uh, upset. He wanted his ground beef taco. And so she said to him, you want our kids not to throw fits, but you don't get a ground beef taco and you're bent out of shape. Yeah. And so I think The biggest thing we can do when we're walking down the street, we look people in the eyes, we smile at them. When we have to have a conversation, our kiddos are in tow or nearby, and we have to have a hard conversation, we be respectful, we use kind words, we use thoughtful words. We got to think before we speak, you know, and also um, blame placing. Uh, We got to take responsibility for the fact that we probably don't know it all. And we got to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, uh, for our behaviors in the way that we talk and say, listen, you know what? I probably don't know it all. It's okay if I sit back and listen. We don't have to argue every argument. We don't have to, even if we disagree, if I disagree with you, I can tell you my opinion lovingly and accept your opinion and still love you. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing that says that I have to somehow force you to believe what I believe and I can't love you unless you believe what I believe. That's not the case. Now, I will I will preface this with um, sort of um, my crazy life. I was uh, brought up in Northern California as a little hippie baby. And so we loved everyone. 
I don't even know any of the stuff that is going on right now. It was never even in my vision. Every person who showed up was loved. Every person who needed food was fed. Every person who um, could contribute contributed. And we didn't have all the craziness now of hit um, um, uh, this side, that side, my way, you know, your way. It was just, we just did what was best for the greater good. And so I have a little bit of that, that formed who I am. So I have absolutely no problem uh, accepting that you, you're going to be different and it's okay. I didn't come from where you came from. You didn't come from where I came from. Our experiences have been different. Our lives are different. And some people have more wounds than others. So they might lash out in that, you know, or haven't, haven't worked through their stuff, treat people differently. In my opinion, we need to honk at each other less, flip each other off less, be less in a hurry, look each other in the eyes. Adults and children alike want to be heard. They want to be seen and they want to be validated. You Thank don't you. have to agree with somebody to hear them, to see them and to validate them. You don't have to agree. If you can't be quiet, this is one of our little um, youth advisory boards. Um, they made a, uh, uh, little stickers. You can come by the office and grab them. And one of them says, if you can't be kind, be quiet. And I'm not a quiet person. I like to talk. Uh, but what I'm learning too, is I'm learning red flags in conversations. So I had a conversation happen, oh, maybe two or three weeks ago, where I was explaining something that happened to me. And I was unhappy with this. I was not downgrading the other person. But to me, there was a service being offered and, and um, it just, it's a huge, crazy thing. And I don't want to go into it, but I'm just saying the other person, instead of listening to me said, Oh, just, you know, take care of yourself. Don't, don't bother. Go do that. I said, well, that doesn't really feel good to me. Now I think she was right in saying, yeah, maybe you need to think forward and do something else. But the way it was flipped at me of just, Hey, get over it. That's what it was. So yeah. if I could ask people to get any piece of phraseology out of your mouth, it's get over it. Yeah. I don't get to yeah. tell someone how they get to feel. Feelings are not facts. That's true. But they are <laughs> valid and need to be inventoried and need to be honored. And I got to tell you, when that person said that to me, I backed up. I said, you know what? That's a really good idea. I think I'll do that. And a, and a conversation. Yeah. And I think um, it's a ex prime example of being heard and seen and validated. You don't have, I don't have to agree with you, your offense or your pain or your anything to listen quietly, hear you and love you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me agreeing or disagreeing. Now, if I disagree and it's something important to me, I would love to have a conversation with you about it in a very kind and thoughtful way without name calling, without belittling, without just tell you my, you know, Laura, my experience with this. And I, I don't know if I see it the same way you do. And we could see each other, hear each other and validate each other without having to Agree in concert. We don't have to. These are the very things you're teaching in pure kindness. A so, absolutely. I know going forward, the, the, this organization 
is a little bit, uh, it's fairly new, isn't it? Or is it? Help me. I was trying to figure out it wasn't exactly right after your daughter's death. It was, how long have you been in existence, Pure Kindness? Um, so we started um, as Before You Hate, Think of Kate in um, right after after she passed away in 2015. And we became a, a nonprofit shortly after with the Thanks okay. for the Montrose Community Foundation. They helped us in our in our beginnings. And then we changed the name to Pure Kindness um, not long after, I think maybe three years in. And then uh, she died on March 24th of 2015 so eight over eight years eight and a half years we've been doing this what an evolution it really has been I've yeah. heard so many and seen so many things on this and I know that uh, you talk in different areas um, mm -hmm. in schools in groups I understand you going forward to get this message out you're actually boots on the ground here trying to uh speak with churches trying to speak with anybody yep. and it isn't just about youth i mean it's primarily focused on us helping our kids but i what i've learned in reading some of these resources is the behavior i have to take and look at that and go oh wow i can do that differently without hurting someone or trying to be right or yeah. trying to be in the old competitive mindset i'm better yeah. that's really yeah. I'm better. And if I have to put someone else down to feel good, mm -hmm. whether it's verbally or any other way, emotionally, that mm -hmm. is probably a good sign that I might need to do a little bit of inventory of my behavior. Why do I do that? And how can I change that? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think um, you it matters what you say and it matters what you do. Kids... Um, inconsistency and you telling them to be kind and then not being kind, they they take that all in. So um, every interaction at the grocery store, you can make or break someone's day, um, you know, and so be the be the maker, you know, you don't want to nobody wants the and, and honestly, if you think about it, the people that are um, interrupting or telling you your feelings are invalid, they are trying to be heard and seen in a different way. So those are the kind of things that, you know, you, you can uh, understand there's some pain there. There's something behind that. Um, and if that's you, and if you're the one who lashes out or, or can't uh, say something without name calling is a good time to take some inventory and realize, wow, was I not heard? Was I never seen as a child? At what is my desperation to be heard, you know, and, and why am I shutting everybody else down, you know, and kind of do some self-evaluation and realize that everybody's watching you. Kids, their brains are forming based on what they're seeing you do. They're going, oh, we do this. We do that. You know, Correct. yeah, it's important. It, you know, and it's interesting because 60% of kids who are in crisis don't reach out for help. So wow. here Hearing, seeing, and validating is part of the process of uh, of seeing who we can help. Adults can do the same thing. Excellent. And that filters to the kids. And that Absolutely. filters to the community. And that filters to the country. 
and filters out. Now, are we going to see ever see the complete elimination of this behavior? I'm going to say we probably aren't. No. One of the best things I've learned is I cannot control behavior of anyone else. I can stand for myself, not against another person, but I also can put distance sometimes between me and someone whose behavior is hurtful um, without calling them out, without sitting down and saying, now look, you know, so-and-so, you did this. But I can Mm -hmm. find ways to inventory if I participated somehow. And that's not saying somebody who's being bullied deserves it. That's saying about adults now. We're talking about changing it from the top down. We are the sort of management here, if you will. And we're trying to change a cultural picture with our behavior. And I certainly appreciate what you have given us as tools just to do the little things every day to foster kindness and Mm -hmm. not to respond when someone invalidates us. I think it comes to the point of being validated in ourselves. And then it doesn't matter if other people are invalidating us. Now, this is a developed brain, which is getting less developed every day (laughs) as the age factor is taken away. I'm getting more childish. But I love what you just said in terms of helping us to look at our own behavior. Mm-hmm. And stopping that if there's a way we're, yeah, we're hurting someone. I think the adults are not out of the, we're not out of the frame here. And I so agree. I agree. I agree. I cannot tell you um, in, in the systems that we put our kids in, the adults guide the culture. There you if go. we can't change the culture, kids can, um, you know, they can doggy paddle their way through anything to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we change the culture, the, the culture from the top down, uh, they thrive. You there know? you go. And that's what we want. We want thriving kids who turn into thriving adults. So Absolutely. the old saying of hurt people hurt people. I realize that's true. And I understand that I have to take responsibility for my own behavior. And I have to try to understand why somebody else is acting the way they are. Doesn't mean I have to subject myself to them means I do have a choice to walk away. And sometimes I have, especially more recently. I wanted to ask a little bit now about how people can join you in this, Mm -hmm. how they can support peer kindness, how they can, if they're listening somewhere outside of our little community here in Montrose, how they can begin to think about putting Mm -hmm. some of this stuff together in their particular little sphere. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because that was actually the point that I thought of earlier. So what we're working on right now is what we call PK in a box. So it's pure kindness in a box. It's a train, the trainer version. And what we would have is all of the um, resources, all of the uh, tools that you would need to successfully start this in your community. Because we get calls from all over the nation asking for help because uh, there aren't very many groups like this. And we're a tiny little town with a tiny, tiny little employee base. And we don't, we just don't have uh, a ton of, of uh, funding and, and help. So we're just working our little tails off, but the nation needs us. 
And we're, we're trying to get that together, get it moving out so that you could actually contact us and we could send you a box and come and train you and work with you and, and get your, get your feet on the ground, making a difference in your communities. So we're working on that. Uh, we also are always available by phone. If you need to have, no matter where you are in the country, in the nation, you need to hash something out. You need our, we have in our statistics of who, who we can impact. We have calls from all over and we, we walk through with the parents, you know, what we need, what we can to help them walk through this. It's a tough, tough, tough time. And as a parent, you feel completely helpless uh, when your child is the bully child. Now, I imagine it's very similar if your child's the bully because you, you know, the child that bullies because you get, uh, you get a lot of flack that way too. So imagine all sides of it are hard. And we're there to walk through all of it. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention, too, before we wrap up today, is we have a wonderful man in our community. Uh, he is a former senator, Don Corum. He was mm-hmm. actually on my show in July. We were talking about turning the tide towards unity out of political toxicity. And he helped sponsor a bill. Am I right? Yes, he did. Don's an incredible person mm-hmm. and also an incredible legislator. So we were able to work with him on a bill called, it's called Jack and Kate's uh, Law. And um, we worked for two years through all of the hoops that you have to jump through to make law. And it was sponsored by um, Don Corum. And he worked side by side, a Democratic um, senator out of the Eastern Slope. So I don't know where as well. In the East, I can't remember the name either. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can picture her face. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I don't even know if she's still in office, but it took us two years to get that through the bureaucracy um, that is our lawmaking process. And um, basically what it did is it, it gives parents of bullied children um, a seat at the table when they're making bullying policy. In the school board or the school uh, system? Uh, the state. The state oh, wow. um, uh, Department of Education. So they have to renew it every couple of years, um, the policies. And so what we did is um, the policy was due to be uh, redone last year. So we sat in Zoom meetings for um, all uh, corners of the Colorado Department of Education and worked on policies that would be handed down to school. Oh, um, and so, yeah, so we could recommend people that should be at the table that are what we call people that have been in, not necessarily are not teachers, they're not necessarily lawmakers, but they are actually the people who have been through it. So the invested parties can actually have a word at the table. So that's the, so that's the law. Um, Jack and Kate's law basically encompasses that the um, uh, people that are actually experiencing this have a seat at the table to talk about effectiveness and what they think should be done for policy and anti-bullying and friends are you hearing this did you just hear what she said one was a republican one was a democrat i don't go crazy politically on this podcast but i'm telling you this is an example of two sides coming together so i'd also like to encourage you to write to your legislators and if Absolutely. you see one of them that is being bull, that is being a bully, you might want to just write a letter and say, you know, you might want to calm your behavior down. You're a bad example. I'm just saying it's just an example. It's just something you don't have to. Do. But in the end, it never helps us saying that I heard and I know a lot of people do as I say, not as I do. 
<laughs> and that's what we're seeing from our government right now. Do as we say, not as we do. Nobody can get along. And what a wonderful example of this piece of work mm -hmm. and legislative process. Took years. It does. It's how it works. It does. And one or two legislators who understood how important this is for our children, for mm -hmm. our families, our communities, and going forward. So people can contact you at the website we are going to give them. And we gave it on yeah. the last show too, but it's in the notes. www.peerkindness.net or the phone number. All of that's going to be there. The email information is on the website. You can get a hold of Maya. She's very busy. I'm hoping we'll, you know, she'll get some more volunteers through this information and also through speaking engagements. So people mm -hmm. can come alongside and pick up maybe the little things that, that need to be done or learn how to help her help this community, this country, this world. Maya, I can't thank you enough. Is there anything else you want to say before we end this last session? No, I, um, I'm just grateful that you give us a voice. We need your voice, my friend, and we need to be on the bus with you. We just do. And I know there are people out there who probably, I hope, will reach out. If, if not, maybe they will at another time. Yeah, because she's there. This organization is there. I've talked to a couple of different people. Um, my church is involved in this organization. Please, maybe think about your church. Think about your ladies group, your men's group, whatever. Being able to end this situation of unequal power, which is bullying. So until next time, if you want to get a hold of Maya, I'm giving you all that information in the show notes. If you want to reach out to me, I'm Laura L. Paget. Dot com. That's my website. My books are there. My speaking topics are there. I really hope you'll reach out and let me know what you think of this episode. I often get emails from people. Some people like what we do. Some people don't. And guess what? That's okay. <laughs> as long as you can. Because I don't know. Right. I, I you know, I'm Irish and Italian. And so there you are. You're taking a chance if you're going to try to bully this little gal. But <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I want to tell you about is April Messler. So her information will be in the show notes to go check out her music. She is an artist who loves Jesus Christ and she is a follower of his. Um, and I, we've just become great friends where she's a podcaster too. And she has lent me some wonderful music for this show. This one won't let it break me now. Can you understand why that's so important that that piece of music was selected here? Maya, thank you again. Thank you again. Thank you, Laura. Have a wonderful day. And you have a wonderful day. If you hang on just a second, I'll, I'll uh, sign us out of here. Friends, take care. Be good to each other. Remember Mother Teresa's words. We can't have peace if we don't remember we belong to each other. And stand for your friends. Stand for yourself, not against anyone else. Just make sure that you've got help you need so that it won't break you now. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.